I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's up, Paleo Dudes? That's your new name. That's the new name for the listeners of the show Paleo Bites. I think it's great. Anyways, I got a Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you'll find bonus content for the Ritwit and Paleo Bites, my two podcasts, my two lovely podcasts. And for the Paleo Bites stuff, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month we're talking about the Velocipaster. <laughs> this is a real movie, I swear to God. Most of the budget went to the poster. Look at the poster, it's freaking badass. But the movie itself is just... That's <laughs> oh, great, though. We have a good time. We talk about this ridiculous movie about a pastor that turns into a velociraptor. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's a good movie. It should sweep all the Oscars this year. I mean, what else came out this year? Uh, link is in the description for where you can find the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful day and a wonderful year. I mean, this year was terrible, but it's nearly 2021. We're nearly there, guys. Come on. We can do it. We're so close. Or it already is 2021, since I'm going to put these in episodes that came out at 2021, too. So we're either nearly there or we're already there. Either way, 2020 is behind us. Thank God. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast with all the answers about paleontology, or, or at least some of the more entertaining ones. My name is Matt Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. Although this one's not really an animal, but we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, this month I'm joined by my dear sister, and... Um, <laughs> Who's here visiting a baby that my other sister had? Some. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying like some random baby. Yes, this, this baby they found on the street. Yeah. Uh, Matt's niece. Yes, my niece as well. Yes, uh, uh, Jennifer Grossman, aka Blake. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. It, it's a, it's uh, it's a nice day. It just snowed recently. We're recording this. Crazy. We're recording this in uh, September, but it's probably come out way, way later. I record these way in advance. This will probably be out based on the one I have here. But yeah, it's no, the first week of September, which... Oh, one twenty six twenty one is when I'm planning on this coming out. <laughs> so, so the middle of winter. Yeah. But but here in September, we got a really early snow. Uh, and so, now it's back to 80 degrees. Yeah, but it cooled down a little thanks to the snow. So <laughs> that's good, at least. Uh, but okay, so I like to open up... Uh, the uh, 
podcast with, by asking my co-host like a dinosaur-related question. And so I... Okay. Just just something random. I know you really, really like Jurassic Park. That like Especially like particularly Jurassic the Park. first one. Yes. So, <laughs> so what is your favorite piece of dinosaur media that's not Jurassic Park? Piece of dinosaur media? Yeah, just something that features dinosaurs, I guess. You know what I love? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Do you, do you even remember this? When like you were a kid, we had this like choose-your-own-adventure book. That was oh, like, yes, the time travel one. Yes, I loved that. Yeah, that one was good. I remember that. And unlike other Choose Your Own Adventure books, though, sometimes in those you could make the wrong decision and you'd die. But this one, you couldn't. You would just go in a loop, I think, if you were in the wrong path. Or you had to be... Yeah, there was something where you... It, the other Choose Your Own Adventures are kind of lame. Like, you yeah. you, end, you end up dying a lot. Like, you, right. <laughs> you just get but to a one, dead end. Yeah. Or, or, you know, but this one this one somehow was like a puzzle because right, exactly. you... you you, you had to collect, collect stuff, yeah, that's right, and get evidence, yeah. But it was so good. It was, like, the best choose-your-own-adventure book ever, and yeah. it sort of was educational about dinosaurs. Sort of. There was something about an Archaeopteryx. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> uh, there was one instance where they mentioned Dimetrodon was an amphibian, which is not true. But, but I learned I learned almost everything I know about dinosaurs from that choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> I, I like those. Yeah, the time travel ones. I, re- I remember reading that one. There was a couple of dinosaurs. There was one about Atlantis. So there was a sub-series yeah. of time travel choose-your-own-adventure books. Two of them were about dinosaurs. Some of them were about other things. But the dinosaur ones were the coolest ones. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. I wonder why choose-your-own-adventure books went out of style. I don't know. But I, in my other podcast, The Ritwit, we talk about all about, not choose-your-own-adventure books, we talk about second person. There was one episode where we did the different uh, types of prose. You know, you got first person, which uh-huh. is, you know, I, I did this. Right, right. Second person is pretty much exclusive to Choose Your Own Adventure books. It's you did this. Oh. You did that. Then there's third person, which is like Bob did this or Bob right. did that. Right, which you have a lot of. You have a lot of third person and first person books. Yeah. Sec- Not so much. Yes, yeah, second person is very rare. <laughs> but so. Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, because it's you choosing the adventure. So it makes sense to be you. So. <laughs> and also not popular. Second person. They were for a bit. <laughs> well, the Pachuja Adventure book, second person wasn't. I've seen a few books <laughs> that briefly go into second person just for you to get into the shoes of a of a character. character. Yeah. So. Yep. Like, yeah. So I remember this one book. It was uh, a novelization of one of the Star Wars movies. When Darth Vader became Darth Vader, and it goes into it for second person for a bit at the end, as well as periodically throughout it. Are you Darth Vader? Well, yeah, but it's just like, this is how it feels to be Anakin Skywalker. Like, you, you're you in constant pain, you don't even have yeah. lungs anymore, This it all just pumps it from tubes in your mechanism, you're more machine, like it just goes right. on, and it really makes you feel more immersed in, <laughs> in the character. Yeah, That's the, cool. so that was a cool use of it, but like, the whole book is in second person, just those bits. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... Today we are talking about uh, an interesting specimen for this show. Normally, yes, as you said, it's not even an animal. Not really. It's it's a bacteria-like single-celled organism. <laughs> but it's, it's more of an idea. Yeah, it's not like we have fossils of this thing. Right. Yeah. It, 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 we, we don't even know that it existed. Right. Well, it had to have existed at some point. I was right? thinking about this, and not necessarily, right? What if... What if... And it's 
that all different life forms evolve independently or like... <laughs> no, I was thinking what if life if you know, what if life originated twice on the planet? Oh, okay. Or... <laughs> some some of it became one group of animal group of organisms, some became another group. Right. Possibly, right. I don't know. I mean we we have life on the planet. We don't know that it all originated from one occurrence. Right. By the way, we're talking about Luca, the last universal <laughs> yes, common we ancestor. Told them. <laughs> Luca. Last it's uni- an acronym. Yes, last universal common ancestor. And so it's the, it is what it says it is. It's the... <laughs> it's a hypothetical organism that was the, the last ancestor of, of all every li- other bit of life on Earth. Plants, animals, fungi, bacteria. But hypothetical, because we don't yeah. know what it is. Right. But so I still have all these stats for all my, <laughs> for all my episodes that I like to go through. So like okay. size, diet, time, location, <laughs> which it's kind of weird for this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but, but oh, I think an important stat is hypothetical. <laughs> okay, so type, hypothetical bacteria-like single-celled organism. Size, microscopic. Diet, chemicals, probably from deep sea vents. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, time, anywhere from the early Hadeon to the early Paleoarchaeon. 4.5 to 3.5 billion years ago. Oh, wow, and you've got me there. So why do we think that? I don't know. I just read that on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> We should maybe look at it. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> I'm looking at it. While we're reading, while we're recording. While it's so we're... professional. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I... Studies from 2000 to 2080, this from the Wikipedia article, have suggested an increasingly ancient time for Luca. In 2000, estimates suggest that Luca appeared 3.5 to 3.8 billion years ago in the Paleoarchaean era, a few hundred million years before the earliest fossil evidence of life, but then a 2018 study shows that it's shortly after 4.5 billion years ago. Now, what these studies read, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. So I, it's it's way older than the earliest fossil evidence. Yes. Which makes sense. Because, like, there's earliest form of life, but there's earliest indisputable time of life when we know that they're at this time. so Which was, like, yesterday, right? <laughs> Basically. Uh, Location, I have here, somewhere beyond the sea, (laughs) somewhere waiting for me. I don't know where it is, (laughs) other than in the ocean, probably. Probably, or these vents. Uh, Described, uh, 1859, by Charles Darwin when he first proposed the theory of evolution, technically. (laughs) That's that's cool. Technically not described, this is a conceptual organism, but this is where the concept first surfaced uh pop culture appearances your eighth grade biology class (laughs) (laughs) oh so i don't know if i learned about evolution in eighth grade biology i don't know (laughs) i didn't go to eighth grade i was homeschooled from like third grade up till college right right and i went to the eighth grade in texas where they weren't comfortable with evolution yeah they're like (laughs) back in the day jesus made all the animals (laughs) right right yeah i remember talking to a customer back when I was working at Starbucks, and uh, we were, I was talking to them about uh, my Paleo Bites show. I was telling them I do a podcast. One was about dinosaurs, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's really cool. All the creatures that lived before the flood." And I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah, it was." <laughs> I just smiled and moved on. <laughs> right. Wonder what they think of Luca. <laughs> they, they probably it was God's first breath or something. <laughs> One thing I don't get is, so, like, if Luca is the last common ancestor, what was before Luca? Other creatures that were also common ancestors, but they didn't 
but they died off. Yeah. Luca probably had contemporaries. Luca <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, contemporaries. <laughs> but we just don't know them anymore because... Yeah, either, either none of them survived... didn't survive. Either none of them survived or they evolved... They kept going into organisms that eventually died out with no descendants. But why isn't... Luke and I know you know Luke is like a bacteria-like thing, so it's not like Luca's father. But why is <laughs> Luca's father the last? <laughs> well, because that one's not the last; it's the second to last. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So the last is is like that's when I guess right at the point at the precipice <laughs> where they all started splitting apart. That's Luca. Luca, right, right. So, so this is yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever mitosis or something happened, <laughs> right was going on. Yeah, yes. that that one was going to become this group of creatures, and this one was going to become this group of creatures. At, just before it happened, that's Luca. <laughs> I don't know. And how would we know when we found him? I don't know. That's why it's a comp- conceptual. Again, it's not like we'd have <laughs> fossils. And if we did, we'd be like, oh, that's just another bacteria. <laughs> but there, if you believe that, you know, life originated from one instance, which I well, think Well, this we isn't do. the first instance. This no, is, no, absolutely. Right, yeah. right, right. It's the last universal. <laughs> yes. So. so not the first. But, so there must be one, right? Like, there right. must be a last universal comet. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Unless you bring up, like, it, each, the different ones became right. different pendulums because I think they don't know exactly what forms life yet right but they have an I sort of an idea that comes from volcanic vents somehow and there's some sort of just because there's a lot of energy there yeah so and some sort of carbon mixture energy. and like yeah right. yeah so but that's like life on this planet and that's based on yeah what we have and right and who's to say that that didn't happen multiple times right. on earth right. and some yeah. of them never actually branched off together I don't know yeah. but then you have that one theory that life on Earth didn't actually originate from Earth, but from comets from space that like that had the life already in it and then slammed into the Earth. Or what if you had both? What if you had life originating yeah. on Earth and then you had a, some life that originated from comets? Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that theory. I mean, it's cool, but I'm like, well, how do we know? What, why does it... What's the evidence? I mean, I, I'd be fine all for that, but what does that really change? <laughs> it, it doesn't really change anything, right? Because then it's just like, well, where did that comet come from? <laughs> <laughs> right, it just postpones the problem. If, if it's an problem. unlikely event on Earth versus an unlikely event on a... In a galaxy so, far, 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 far away. away and a comet happens to come here, you know, whatever. It's, it's still... We'll, we'll actually have better luck studying it if it happened on Earth. <laughs> right. It's, it's easier to study Earth. But I just... What I think is funny is that, like... 
even like looking at uh, just life in general like we have now, like I know life is all about branches, but it's also if you view it as lines, there are certain points where if, if you're an only child and you decide not to have kids, you are the end of a line that lasts all the way to Luca. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, I suppose. Um, I mean, it's a branch. It's not the like great a... Thing, right. And, and the great thing is it is a branch, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, there's all this other humanity that, that, that shares a lot of your genes. Right. And exactly. so the line, you know, the line matters, but at the same time really what you're reproducing when you reproduce is like the the bulk of your genes right because your kids but have most, half your genes right, right? so that's a lot most people most genetics is the same right isn't a lot of yeah I've, exactly I've, correct me if i'm wrong isn't most of genetics unwritten like it's like oh you mean like that the dna doesn't code for anything yeah yes, exactly yeah yes. like yeah so that's why, like, in Jurassic Park, for instance, that famous documentary, <laughs> they could <laughs> Which use... Which we both like. They could use frog, frogs for, to fill in the gaps because the, the, the blank DNA of a frog is theoretically exactly that's the same. same as the blank DNA. So that's why you didn't have dinosaurs dinosaur. that looked like part frog. So, <laughs> right. So, in Jurassic Park, which would have ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah, have a hopping T-Rex. T-Rex. It was, like, just grabbed insects with its tongue. <laughs> But yes, most most DNA doesn't code for anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then a lot of DNA doesn't code for proteins. A lot of DNA codes for like regulatory mechanisms and things like that. Right. But but anyway, like you, like you were saying, even if you, even a lot of DNA is the same. Like right. even even though your kids would have more of your genes than you know somebody else's kid right. somebody else's kid has like 99 <laughs> percent right well don't humans and chimps have yes. like 99 yes. percent yes. the exactly. same dna right right so humans have i think i think it's a kind of cool thing that we that we share a lot of the same genes right that is and, pretty cool and the same um you know unwritten material yeah. kind of yeah uh so here's a thing that I'm quoting directly from Wikipedia because I'm a professional. <laughs> the most commonly accepted tree of life, based on several molecular studies, has its root between a monophyletic domain bacteria and a claim for it by archaea and eukaryota. Yes. Uh, so, so that's kind of where it all started to split, kind of. So, that's, that's Luca? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Location of the root is what it says. Yes. So. Yes, the root of the tree of life. Yeah. It's weird. It's life is so fascinating, and like they they're finding out like if the what caused it is so universal. Like surely it must be because life on Earth evolved like right when life on Earth was possible. So if life were rare, you think it would evolve a lot later. So, I've heard that theory before put a different way, and I guess it's true. Like, well, that's, I don't know, like, I could be wrong, but that just seems interesting to me. Like, that, that... I can't remember the name of the theory, but they're, they're you know, in physics, right? There, mm. there are all of these constants, like Planck's constant and, and all of these things. Right. And, and there's this idea that... Um, that that the universe only exists because those constants are exactly what they are. Right. Like if they were slightly different, the universe wouldn't exist, and we wouldn't 
yeah, be here. I've heard, I've heard something like that. Talking well, about them. I think it's, it's more kind flexible of the same than thing that. with life, right? Like if you say, well, life, life on Earth, you know, evolved as soon as it possibly could. Maybe we got lucky. Maybe that's true. <laughs> I guess that maybe that's true. Well, it's just like there's they they think of like and everywhere else in the well, there's the Fermi paradox. I've heard the Fermi paradox. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and the Drake equation. Yeah, the Drake <laughs> equation doesn't make any sense to me because there's no constants in that equation. It's all variables. <laughs> that doesn't right. mean anything then. That's <laughs> that's that's the point. Is that you can. That's the point. I, I just don't like it. It could just be anything. It could be anything from one to Google, and it wouldn't matter. Right, and we, and we, and we don't know because we don't know what all those variables are. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> but you like the Fermi Paradox? Yeah, I like the Fermi. I think it's fascinating where it talks about, like, the different... Like, one theories of the Great Barrier. Either it's behind us or ahead of us. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how what it's like. Uh, humanity doesn't seem like it's doing too great right now. So maybe we only have a couple thousand years left in us. But isn't a big part of the Fermi Paradox just where'd everybody go? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. If if the Great Barrier is ahead of us, what if we're about to hit it and everywhere else on, on, on life on Earth it could get up to this far and then it just destroys itself. Destroys itself. Like there could be lots and lots of life out there but we wouldn't know it just because it's all animal-like. Because that doesn't emit, like, a signal... Right, that right, we... because it's on yeah. the moons far away and they don't... Yeah, like, if an alien was looking at us and all it could see was dinosaurs, because right. because it was so far... It was either that far ago or whatever, it wouldn't know. I mean, I guess you could figure out by the chemical composition of the atmosphere because of methane and other stuff. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But so, yeah, then the whole question is intelligent life. Yeah. Life that is going to send radio signals. Right. <laughs> or some other kind of signal. Specifically radio signals. <laughs> I don't get why that's... In... <laughs> which, which is a weird kind of thing, yeah. too. Because I, I have heard a theory that, like, if, that it's sort of strange that we're so focused on intelligent life. And what we mean by intelligent is, like... Like us. That, like us. Things that send radio signals, because we send radio signals, right? Yeah. And that if, if elephants, you know, I don't know, ran the world, they'd be looking for other things with trunks. Because That's true. So they really like tapirs. And be wondering, yeah, wondering, like, where all the, 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 it's the true. things with trunks are. Because... Well, see, like, well, you know, while I think life, as, as we know it, like, yeah, maybe we're lucky, or maybe it is very common and just happened right when it's possible. However, intelligent life, I think that requires a lot of exacts. Like, a lot of... Because, like, life on Earth has lasted for a really, 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 really long time without intelligent life on it. <laughs> yes. Like, if you... I think I've read that if you take the the time of... the for, from the formation of Earth to now and condense it to a day, humanity doesn't evolve into, like, a couple seconds to midnight or something like that. So... I can't remember what the book is, but I have a book that has a fold-out page yeah. at the beginning that has, like, the time from the beginning, and humanity right. is way at the... They're, like, several pages yeah. that fold out. <laughs> Basically, so... It's at the very, very end. So, yeah, we could just be a fluke. It could just be... It could. Like, I think, I think there probably is a lot of alien life out there, but none of them have gotten the fluke, or at least none of them we have seen, none of them have gotten the fluke of intelligence yet. It's they also could. just, you know, lots and lots and lots of space. It is. It goes it's, on It's true. Forever. It's true. <laughs> and it takes a really long time. Well, the one that, that blows my mind of how big space is, there's this one famous image that the Hubble Space Telescope took a picture of, 
where it's just a bunch of galaxies, like 27 galaxies that you can just see up front. There's probably way more, like in, like maybe thousands in it somewhere there. It just look like stars as it goes on. But this picture was taken in an area of the sky a quarter of the size of the moon. Wow. So imagine all those... Galaxies with all those stars just in that one image, and then stretch it to all over. <laughs> and still, it's like it's a few stars, mostly void, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, ninety percent of stars are red dwarfs, which are difficult to have Earth-like planets on because they'd have to be tidally locked mm. because they're so small and they emit so little light. In order for it to be an Earth-like temperature. To you know, do, uh-huh. do in the Goldilocks zone, it'd have to be so close that it would have one side always facing the sun, the other side always facing away. And I suppose that causes problems. Well, it's just <laughs> it's it's frozen on one end. You have one right, pole on right. the night side, <laughs> side. And, and, and and I guess life can kind of only live on the like like the the, the, the equator. The, yeah, what's it called? The, the, the Terminator, primaridian. the Terminator, or something like. <laughs> okay, it's like that's what's called on the moon, where it's like the light side versus the dark side. It's oh, called really? The Terminator. It's called the Terminator. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. something like that. I don't know. Anyways, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Luca, yes. Last universal common ancestor. <laughs> I mean, that's basically all that we can say about Luca with any certainty. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's all. I mean, if you're interested, look at the Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a great podcast. And, and we're, we're glad Luca exists. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we, yeah, we get to rate one out of 65 million, our definite ancestor. It's cool, right? It's everybody's ancestor. Everybody. Yeah, it's it's the your ancestor. It's your dog's, dog's ancestor. It's, it's your houseplant's the ancestor. Ant's ancestor, right? It, it's your fungus's Snake, ancestor. Fungus, bacteria. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All life. The mushrooms that you smoked's ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> All life on Earth. Yeah, so one out of 65 million, or one, yeah, one, what, rate it, basically, <laughs> out of 65 million. Luca? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it better than Dino Island. Oh. <laughs> no, that's right, you were here on the Patreon, This that was way earlier okay, than this Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, for more on that, yeah, you were on the Patreon, <laughs> where you reviewed Dino Island, but. I mean... Luca, let's I'm see. gonna give it 65 million because without it we wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess on its own, it's not. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. It's uh, right. It's probably just a little it's sludge. It's tricky. It's it's. I, I want to give it a high score. Um, but what and, would it and lose I points I, I don't for? Feel, well, see, it, it doesn't seem fair to dock it points because we don't like know what it is. <laughs> that's, that's our problem, not its. <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> so okay, so I'll give it sixty-five too. Sixty-five Yay! million. Yay, Luca! <laughs> Yay! Yay! Thank you, Luca. You, you did good. You survived, and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> All life on Earth. I mean, that's that's impressive. That that deserves a high score. Yeah, I think that anyways. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week. If you want to get hold of the show, you can contact us, or contact me specifically, at matthewd at matthewdonaldcareer.com. Uh, you can find me on social media, at matthewdonaldcareer on Facebook, at matthewdonald64 on Twitter, and matthewdonald64 on Instagram. Um, I also have another podcast called The Rich Wits, where two twits talk about writing, is what we call Writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a writing podcast to do with my friend. It's pretty good. Also, I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, a dinosaur sci-fi, available for print and Kindle, if you're interested, on Amazon. It's pretty good. You've read some of it, right? Yes, I have. Yes. 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 Only Thanks. the first one, but I liked it. Oh, yay. Good to yeah. hear. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. what you've read of it so far. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, well, that's I it. plan to read it all. All right. Well, that's it I'm for this, it. this week. Uh... 
Usually I'm like, as we say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, but then I do like a, a, a sound that the animal would make, but Luca wouldn't make a sound. Yeah, just nothing. Here, here's the sound. <laughs> that was Luca, everyone. <laughs> All right, bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.